Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Who's in the Christmas spirit? You ready? Hey, you're flowing, enjoying it. It's a different season, isn't it? You sort of step into a Christmas season and, and it's different. I mean, you're just as busy, but it's a different type of busy. And it's, um, it's incredibly uh, rewarding. The birth of Jesus, you know, is one of the most significant days of the year, and we celebrate it 2,019 years later, which is uh, pretty cool. So that's coming up on, on Wednesday, and so hope to have you here for the, for the Christmas service as well. Um, I think there's been many attempts to try and shut down the, the Christmas message, or to soften it at least, you know, so we don't offend other religions or whatever, but the truth is it will never die down. It will never die out because it represents the glue that holds humanity in place, which is love. I titled this message, you know, it, it must be love. It must be love. It has to be love. 1 John 4, 16 says, And so we know and re- re- rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. If you imagine a world without love, you have a world without God. You can't separate the two. Whether the the world acknowledges God as that or not doesn't matter. You cannot separate the the two because God is love. And people can have the wrong understanding of love, can't they? You know, they can, they can picture, you know, two lovers uh, walking through a field, you know, on a sunny day, blue sky, you know, wind blowing through the hair. Two lovers on a blanket sort of having a picnic lunch and, you know, it's a great picture, but what you don't see in the picture are the ants and the bugs that compete for your lunch. No, love's much bigger than all of that. They're just snapshots of love, but I believe that love is a a lifetime of decisions. It's a lifetime of choices. Love is something that, that you build. It's not something that some people have and some people don't. It's it's love is something you build, which is good news because everyone can do that. Every one of us have an opportunity daily to build, to make that decision, to make that choice, to love and to make a difference. We could all do that. I'm going to have a look at the Christmas story tonight and see how they built love in, that lasted a lifetime. Because I, I firmly believe love is a decision. I firmly believe that. You see, the first thing that they have to have if you're going to build love is trust. You've got to have trust. Luke 1.38 says, I am the Lord's servant. This is Mary. Mary, the mother of Jesus, is speaking. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Here's a, they say, maybe a 16-year-old girl. And an angel appears to her and says, you know, you are going to 
conceive and have a child. And you're going to call him Jesus. He will be the son of God and will rule and reign his kingdom forever. And Mary's immediate response, as it would be for all of us in verse 34, it says, how will this be since I am a virgin? Like, how is this possible? I'm going to conceive and have a child. It's like, not only that, but she's engaged to be married to Joseph. I mean, even in the liberal culture that we live in today, that's a, that's a hard story to sell. Amen? I love you, honey, but I, um, listen, I'm pregnant. You aren't the father. That's a hard story to sell. Her whole future was on the line when the angel turned up. Got to explain this to mum and dad. Like, how did this happen, Mary? Got to explain this to Joseph. Got to explain this in six months to the neighbours. So, dear, Mary's put on some weight. Like, hmm. Remember, she's the only one who saw the angel. The only one who saw the angel. No one else can back up her story. And this is her future. This is her integrity. This is her family name on the line, which was big in that day. Big. But she made a decision to trust God made a decision to trust him. So you ask the question, how much did Mary love God? And the answer is, in her decision to trust him. She had no idea, not a glimpse at how this is going to turn out. But she said, yes, Lord. She trusted him. I remember in 1981, um, Annie and I had sold everything in Queensland. We had a house and we sold it. We went to Western Australia and uh, I got a job there. In 1981, I was earning $800 a week. Think about that. Houses were $48,000 a house. Low set, four bedroom, brick home, 48 grand. Who would like that day? 48,000 for a brand new house and land. And I'm on $800 a week. Do the maths because I did, and I'm thinking, man, a couple of years here, I'm set. Like, I'm set. You know, I'll own two houses. You know, this is my opportunity. This is my chance. I was in Brisbane cleaning out our house. Anne was in Perth at her mum's place, standing at the sink, and God speaks to us and says, go to Queensland and go to Bible college. Absolutely. Absolutely. Went back to Queensland, lived in a caravan, hundred million on a property. That was fun. <laughs> Queensland summers in a caravan, half cooked. Couple of months into Bible college, we were broke. We'd spent all the profit that we had on the house and getting set up in a new place. We had nothing. Renting a place and uh, we lived the rest of our college time by faith. 
People would come home at night and there would be groceries at the door. Remember that, the screen door? There'd be groceries. Someone would drop off groceries, didn't know who they were. We would check the glove box for any coins to just get, you know, some chip sandwiches for dinner and share a can of Coke together. That's love. (laughs) Drinking from the same lip. Very intimate. That whole year, we just lived by faith. And you would think after that, hearing the word of the Lord and, and obeying it and, you know, putting our trust in God, you could sit back after that time and say, wait a minute, we had a house. We had an opportunity. We, had, we, we were set. We, and today we have nothing. And we trusted God. I've got to tell you, 40 years later, 40 years later, I'm telling you right now, never regretted a day of that. Because it put stuff in us in that season that we could trust him for the rest of our lives. And he never let us down. Never let us down. Why? Because we just fell in love with God. And I've got to tell you, I don't have a lot of credentials. I don't have a lot of letters after my name. But I'll tell you this, I love the Lord with all my heart. I remember in 2008, um, Boxing Day, wasn't Boxing Day evening? I'm dying in ICU of, of uh, septicemia. And I'm dying. They, they didn't think I'd last the night. They put me in a little room. And uh, I'm worshipping here tonight, and I, I felt to tell this story. I don't tell it often. Um, I haven't told it to too many people. Because it's a bit out there, but you know me, right? You trust me. I'm lying in ICU and I'm, I'm thinking I'm dying, right? And uh, I don't know how sick you've got to be to die, but I was, I was really sick. And I remember saying to the Lord, I said, Lord, I, I don't care if I live. I don't care if I die. All I know is I love you. That was, that was the summation of all my Christianity, of all my Bible reading, of all my preaching. It was brought down to that one point of, Lord, I don't care. I just love you. And this is the part I don't tell people. But I looked through those ICU doors and there were two glass doors. And in one of those glass doors, there was the face of something that was, I considered it to be demonic. Now you know why I don't tell too many people. But this face was talking to me saying, you're done, you're finished, we're coming for you, we're going to take you. And quite frankly, I was that sick, I didn't care. I didn't care. I'm thinking I'm dying anyway. I didn't know what all this was and I was on some pretty good drugs, let me tell you too. After a while, after all of this accusation and and you know this this face speaking to me from the glass window. I, I suddenly realised, well, do it. What are you waiting for? You know, do it. Come, take me. Do whatever it is. Just. And then I realised that there was like this area around my bed in ICU that no one could come close. It's like God had put a protection around me that the enemy could not break. He couldn't come any closer. He couldn't take my life because I was in his hands. 
And I knew then I was going to live. I knew then at that point that, you know, God had a plan. I didn't know what it was, but I trusted him. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. I can tell you. If I asked across this room tonight, who in this room loves the Lord? There'd be hands go up all over the place. And yet my question is that if we, if we really love the Lord, why do we live with fear? If we, if we really love the Lord, why are, we, why are we anxious? Why are we fearful to let go of things that, you know, are our anchors in this world when it really belongs to Him? When you trust Him, you make that decision. You might be thinking, yeah, but I don't see a way out. Can I tell you, He does. He does. I've proved it. I can't tell you the amount of times in my life. Trust is a big, a decision to trust God is a big element of, of love. The second thing is forgiveness. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, 19. This is, this is after, you know, um, Mary comes to Joseph and She's now pregnant. And in verse 18, it says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was so, uh, what was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her publicly. Uh, public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. So he asked the question, how much did Joseph love Mary? How much did Joseph love Mary enough to forgive her? He loved her enough to forgive her that this guy had every right to be angry. And the girl he was about to marry is now pregnant, it's not his child. He had every right, and, and by law, he could have dragged her out in the street. And she may have even been stoned to death because she was pregnant. Could have got really ugly. But you know, this guy, this guy obviously loved her because it says that, you know, he, he had in mind just to divorce her quietly. You know, we'll just put this, we'll just put this behind us. We can't explain this. We'll listen to her story. You know, we know the girl. She's not a bad girl. She's not a liar. But the story's hard to swallow. We won't harm her. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with this. And then the angel appeared to him. See, he had to make peace with that situation with Mary to forgive her of what seemed to be a transgression against him. And when he did that, the angel appeared. As soon as he forgave, the angel appeared and performed a miracle in his life. 
to not forgive could have blocked the destiny that God had for him. See, love compels us to forgive. We can't have unforgiveness and love in the same room. They're not compatible. It doesn't work. You can't love someone and not forgive them. It's that simple. It's a decision that you have to make. Jesus teaches us in Matthew 6, 14, 15. He says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Wow. So is that saying that by forgiving others, we actually affirm our own salvation? It's a challenge, isn't it? That the decision to forgive others demonstrates the love we have for God. You're quiet, are you good? It's a challenge, isn't it? See, Christmas is the best time to do that. This is when we feel it the most. This is when family really comes into focus, you know, distant family, you know, people, you know, in our you know, world that uh, are close but now could be distant. Christmas is a time where, you know, we kind of all got to come together in love and joy. It's a perfect time to demonstrate your love for God. So the question is, who is the unforgiven in your tribe? Who do we need to call and put it right this Christmas? Because we love God. Or what unforgiveness is holding back the destiny God has for us? That's an even bigger question. Maybe we've got this incredible destiny of God upon our life, but you know that that unforgiveness is holding that back. And as soon as we forgive, the miracle comes. As it happened to Joseph. Forgiveness is another decision that we have to make. And the third one tonight is sacrifice. Sacrifice. John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And the question here is, how much does God love mankind? Enough to become one of us enough to feel our pain, enough to understand our brokenness and to sacrifice his life for our freedom. There's no greater example of love on this planet than what Jesus Christ did for every one of us and a sacrifice. There's probably not a parent in this room that wouldn't take a bullet for their child on most days. Why? Because we just have this love. We have this love that as a parent we would sacrifice whatever we need to for the betterment of our children. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
Three parents believed that. <laughs> but it's true. It's a bit extreme, but the meaning of sacrifice is this. The giving up or destroying of something prized for the sake of something considered as having a higher claim. She loved demands a higher claim. Demands a higher claim. When you love someone, no sacrifice is too great. So how much does God love mankind? John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And we're always challenged with this question of, of what have we sacrificed lately for someone that we love? What have we, what have we made that decision? You know, I don't want to do this. It's the last thing I want to do, but because I love that one, I'm going to do this with the right attitude. Amen. We can buckle and, and do something and be stinking about it, right? I mean, I'm going to do what you want, but you know what? I'm going to make you suffer for it. But no to sacrifice. You know, sacrifice is not a bad thing. You're looking at me strange, but sacrifice is not a bad thing. It's good for us to sacrifice. And you know what? It's good for us to be deliberate about it. Amen? Why? Because this body needs that. This, this flesh needs it. Man, I'm not winning you tonight, am I? Why are you loud for Dan and you're quiet for me? I need to preach at your youth sometimes, Dan, to get, get a bit of confidence. <laughs> You'll never understand true love unless you're willing to trust, unless you're willing to forgive, and you're willing to sacrifice. And it's a decision. It doesn't matter whether you feel like it. it doesn't matter where all the ducks are in a row. It doesn't matter where everything's perfect. It's a decision I make. And here's the good news. We've been waiting for this. We can all make that decision. And it may be hard, you know, at the beginning, but after you make that decision, I tell you what, it gets better. Something builds in you. Something happens in you. Something changes in you that's incredibly powerful and it can't happen any other way. It can't happen any other way. You're living less today because you fail to love. Amen? And God doesn't want us less. So make a decision today to love. And it will open up that God destiny for your life. It's the best gift you'll give anyone this Christmas. Amen? Let's pray. Father... We thank you so much for the love that you demonstrated for us. It's not like you're telling us these are the rules, you've got to obey them. It's not like that. It's, you came and you demonstrated this before the eyes of the world that there's a better way, there's a whole way. 
And you demonstrated that by your life and your death. And Lord, in a couple of days, we're going to celebrate your birth and the greatest demonstration of love, knowing that you were born to sacrifice, blows us away. So thank you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that tonight each heart will grab a hold of this. Won't just be another sermon, Lord. It won't just be another amount of words that wash over our heart, but we'll actually apply it. Actually make it our core value. Actually make it a foundation that we, we build the rest of our life on. Because I know you'll bless it, Lord. I know you'll favour it. I know you can honour someone who does that. We thank you for that tonight. Everybody said? Amen. 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 Pastor Caleb, why don't you come on up? <laughs>